Hey guys, welcome back to The Gray Space. I'm your host, Corinne Brown. Hope you're having a good start to December. I can now officially say all the Christmas decorations inside and outside are up. I started off early with putting the tree up before Thanksgiving. I thought I was getting ahead of the game. And I don't know why, but it took me like three weeks to actually decorate the tree and finish the decorations on the outside of our house. So last week, Bobby and I finally got our last couple decorations up. And I'm pretty much done with house projects. I've been literally since I started my second trimester, I have been nesting in full force and just wanting to get so many things done in the house. So I'm pretty much done with everything other than tackling the nursery. I did take down the wallpaper that was in that room, which I thought was gonna be the biggest pain in the ass. Like I've never dealt with wallpaper, but it ended up being that peel and stick kind. So it was super easy to peel off. I've heard like older wallpaper that's been on the wall for like years or like fabric wallpaper is a bitch to get off. But all I needed was a steamer and it took me 10 minutes max and the walls underneath look great. Last week, we discussed how to navigate the holidays by kind of just adjusting our mindset to not be so hard on ourselves this time of year. If you haven't listened to it yet, highly recommend going back and listening to that before the holiday season is over. But instead of the question of the week, I wanted to share with you guys my wish list items for Christmas. And I thought of this because I found my Christmas list I wrote in my sophomore year of college. And it's just funny looking back at what I asked for compared to now. And it's like, Charlotte Russe bodysuits, which is Charlotte Russe even around anymore? It was so big whenever we were in college because we had an outlet that was right there and it was super cheap and we'd always go up to it. I asked for MAC bronzer specifically. Like MAC makeup was the only brand I was familiar with other than like drugstore makeup. I wanted choker necklaces. I feel like those came back for a hot second and then the trend fell pretty quickly. The skinny jeans, Michael Kors coat, which I don't know. I still love their winter coats. Like the ones that are super lightweight, but keep you really warm. I feel like everyone needs one of those. They're not very fashionable, but they're comfy. So seven years later, the first thing on my list this year is a vacuum cleaner. I asked for the shark cordless one. It's like a couple hundred dollars cheaper than the Dyson. And from what I've researched, it's just as good, even better in some videos I saw. And I think it's still on sale at Costco. So if you're in need of a good vacuum cleaner, I'm gonna recommend that one. Also have been wanting a Kindle. Never thought about getting one because I like having an actual book in my hand, but some of my friends have one and I, looked at theirs and I thought it was going to bother me that it's on a screen, but it actually looks like you're reading paper. As weird as that sounds, like if you adjust the lighting to very, very low, there is no blue light to begin with. I think it's something that will help keep me reading because my issue is, and I've said this before, I'll buy a book and I'll read that book till the end, but then it'll take me like three weeks to a month to get a new book. And I wanna be more consistent with my reading. So I feel like if you just buy it right off of Kindle, 
It's right there for you. You don't have to wait for it to come in the mail. The instant gratification we all need is gonna help me continue to read more. I've been really teetering going back and forth of whether I want the LED red light therapy mask. But Lauren Bostick, she does it to me every time, will talk me into something that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I need, and she's like, no, you need it. What it does, the main benefits of it, is it's gonna soothe inflammation and redness. That's like one of my main issues with my skin. It reduces fine lines and wrinkles, improves collagen production, which we all need, brightens the skin, reduces dark spots, improves overall skin health. And I would like to add this to my morning routine and habit stack it with something I've been implementing recently for just like literally one or two minutes, but I would do it longer is a leg up the wall meditation. Because with pregnancy, I have so much swelling in my ankles and feet, which helps reduce that. Plus it's gonna improve your circulation. It helps manage stress by activating that, that relaxation response within your parasympathetic nervous system. Try saying that 10 times fast. I tend to wake up with like a lot of anxiety. I always have. And something like this has really helped kind of just like keep me zen. And if I follow through with my entire morning routine, I just feel so much better about tackling my day. If I'm not following my routine, I feel pretty off and I can really tell. So I figured while I'm laying there, why not throw on this mask and get all of those skin benefits as well. They can be pretty pricey, and I think that's why I go back and forth with it so much, but I think it's definitely worth the investment. I'm in need of workout clothes, mainly because I don't fit in my old ones anymore. My favorite brands recently have been Vitality. I love their material. It's the only brand that I can still wear while I'm pregnant because it's very stretchy material it's not very compressive because I hate anything that's like really compressive around my belly navigation or one or active like I love their brand but it hurts as it's pressing on my belly because it's so tight and that's those are the leggings that really feel like your waist looks really thin but when you're pregnant it literally makes me nauseous as how tight they are Vitality is also known to be very inclusive with their sizing and their mater maternity leggings are amazing. Lulu, need I say more? It's expensive, but if you get two good pairs of leggings from there, they're going to last you a really long time. Obviously, you got to take good care of them too. Like I don't put any of my Lulus in the dryer, but they are so comfortable and I just love the material. Aerie has been really surprising me. I just got a really cute brown pair of wide pant leggings and the quality is very close to Lulu and they would be the least expensive out of the three I mentioned. So if you're looking for comfy workout clothes that you're gonna feel confident in, I would look at Aerie first, Vitality, and Lulu last if you're trying to save money. Also really into comfy PJ sets and robes because again, comfort, duh. Now there's just something about putting on a matching PJ set to make you feel good while you're doing your evening routine, getting ready for bed, like I just love it. I love getting out of the shower and putting on a warm robe while I'm getting ready. The Barefoot Dreams, a little pricey, 
but worth the splurge. Their robes are incredible. Their blankets are also incredible. Can't go wrong with Ugg either. And Nordstrom's is actually carrying some Skims robes too, if you didn't know that. Last thing, I have been procrastinating for so long, but I told Bobby I want one this year, is a walking pad. I get the winter blues and I have already been slacking with walking since it's gotten colder. And I'm solely buying this for my mental sanity, especially once the baby is born. I'm scared to death of postpartum. And if I can't get outside, I think the walking pad will at least help me not make any excuses for myself and help me feel more in a better mood because when I'm very sedentary, I notice like I'm the less I want to do. But I made a gift guide must-haves of everything I mentioned. But for more ideas, you can also check out my LTK that has more gift guides available. And I'll put it in the description below. I am in my last week of my second trimester, guys. I can't believe on Friday I'll officially be in the third trimester. And we're going to get away from the segments this week and go right on into the episode. I wanted to create this for new pregnant mamas, mamas-to-be, that can go to this episode and just kind of mentally prepare for what's to come. Everything I went through and did in my first and second trimester to prepare for my baby, keep me sane, and just learn how to navigate pregnancy for the first time. I want to preface this by saying everyone's experience is going to be different. I'm sharing from my experience and perspective only, but I hope this helps in just kind of everything you might want to know, have questions on as you prepare for this new chapter of your life. Keep in mind, I am not a doctor. None of this is medical advice, so please consult with your doctor about any concerns or questions that you might have. Let's go back to July when I first found out I was pregnant. I have little journal entries I wrote out in my baby journal so I could remember everything since we decided to keep it a secret until our announcement. I guess I'll start with that. When is the right time to announce your pregnancy? Honestly, it's anytime you want. Like there are no rules that you have to wait until 12, 13 weeks. As soon as I found out I was pregnant, I called my best friends, Maddie and Marissa. I, I needed to tell someone immediately and I'm like, okay, these are the girls that like I need to call because I wanted to surprise Bobby. So I'm literally FaceTiming them in Target crying when I'm telling them. Uh, but once I told Bobby, we decided to keep it to our closest family and friends throughout the first trimester. Because if I were to miscarry, we knew those people would be the ones we would tell anyway. Um, I also think telling your close family and friends in person or on a phone call will mean a lot to that person too, instead of letting them find out on social media. I now have the best memories of ways we told everyone that I will get to cherish forever. So I encourage you to tell your loved ones in a really cute way so you can hold on to those memories as well. One of the first things I had to Google when I found out I was pregnant is what do I do now? Like I was like, who do I call? Like what is the first step? So most gynecologists are also your OB or they're in that department. So call your gynecologist's office and tell them you just took a pregnancy test and it came out positive. 
I was expecting the lady to be so excited for me and be like, oh, congratulations. No, she was so bland and boring and just asked me like, okay, what was the first day of your last period? Then they determine how many weeks I was. And then depending on the women's center you're with, they're going to schedule you around six to eight weeks. In your first and second trimester, your appointments are usually four weeks apart. During that time, you'll also have to get labs done. You have your first ultrasound. You have your 12-week appointment to go over your labs and ultrasound. You can also make an appointment for genetic testing if you just need a peace of mind or have any concerns of anything that maybe runs in your family that could be genetically passed down. You could also find out the gender through this test as well. So if you are just dying to know earlier, then the 20 weeks do the genetic testing. We opted out for that, but those days leading up to your appointments, they're nerve wracking because you think once you have your first appointment, the anxiety goes away, but it doesn't. I was so in my head, always putting myself in the worst case scenario. So First couple appointments are extremely unsettling because you just never know. You don't have much control over anything and you just have to stay hopeful and pray that everything's going to work out as it should and to just keep yourself as calm as you can. I would read positive pregnancy quotes and write them down every morning to just kind of ease my worries, make me feel a little bit better. But pregnancy anxiety is so real. And those of you that might have gone through miscarriages... I am sending you so much love because I can't even imagine how difficult it was to go through that. I had to wait an entire month for my first appointment and that month I was really nervous. Expect for it to just not feel real at first. Like you're going to take so many pregnancy tests. Sometimes I would forget because in the beginning your symptoms could be very minimal. Period symptoms are very close to pregnancy symptoms too. And the first symptom I ever realized was mood swings. Like once I found out I was pregnant, I was around five weeks and we were on vacation with Bobby's family. And I just remember sitting at a restaurant with them, so annoyed to the point where I felt like I was going to cry for no reason. And then five minutes later, laughing, smiling, like nothing was wrong. It felt like it was PMS on steroids with your emotions just being so high and low. Around the end of six weeks was when my nausea really started to kick in. Cause I felt fine the first two weeks and I was like, okay, maybe I'll be one of those pregnant women who have it kind of easy during pregnancy. Cause right now I feel great. <laughs> Come week seven, I was so unbelievably sick. My morning sickness was all day. The only thing that would alleviate it was eating or taking these preggy pops which I swore by they're just these little candies I got from Amazon there are a bunch of different remedies you could try I did mint tea mint candies fresh mint and water ginger ginger candies ginger juice the unison sleep tabs with b6 apparently that's just like nausea meds without being prescribed but the, the sleep tabs knocked me out i couldn't do it or you could do what i did talk to your doctor about prescribing yourself some nausea pills uh those helped me for about two weeks and then stopped working so i kind of just gave up on that it sucks 
try your best to stay busy. But I'm, I literally at some points was like, am I fit for this? Like, can I really get through this? Like, you just feel like you're dying some days. You're not going to feel like yourself. I felt a little depressive at times because you want to be able to just do everyday things, but you physically can't because the nausea is just too much to handle. And even if you're not nauseous, like the tiredness of just walking up steps sometimes, you're like, why am I so winded for no reason? And it could just get to you. I'm not going to get into all the symptoms because everyone is different, but to sum it up, I obviously had the nausea, extreme fatigue, tiredness. I didn't break out or have migraines, which are very common. Eating healthy and exercise was completely at the door for me, which took me a while to not feel guilty about, especially just doing what I do as a profession. If this ends up being you... I want to remind you that this is such a short time in your life. Let go of that guilt. You will be able to eat healthy, work out again. You will feel like yourself again. This too shall pass, I promise you. Now we're gonna get into some body changes because this is what I really didn't expect. (laughs) My boobs got so big, so fast, and I loved it in the beginning because I've always had really small boobs. And I've always wanted a boob job. But near the end of my first trimester, I noticed that my areola was getting big and my nipples were getting bigger and they were getting darker. And like, it was like out of nowhere, I just looked in the mirror and was like, oh, when did this happen? And to be honest, guys, I hate it. I struggle with looking at them to this day because they are just not cute. You go from like cute little perky boobs to like, what the hell are these? I did read the reason why they get bigger is it's easier for your baby to find your breast, (laughs) to find it when you're breastfeeding. But I'm sorry, anyone could find these things a mile away. Like they're, they're huge. I noticed more hair growth, which is caused by hormones. Uh, Some of my beauty marks, I don't like calling them moles. Okay, they're beauty marks. They're, they've raised up a little bit. You're going to feel extremely bloated right in the beginning. Clothes are going to start feeling different right away. People around you won't notice as much as you and tell you you're barely showing. But the way you feel feels completely different. I would recommend stocking up on lots of comfy leggings and lounge clothes because that's what you'll mostly be in. And just size up one size with other clothes that you could buy. You don't need maternity clothes, especially in the beginning. I refuse to buy any up until now because you're still not really showing, but you want to feel comfortable. Jeans were out for me right away. I could button them, but it was just uncomfortable. I didn't like the pressure on my stomach. It's going to be hard at times, especially when you're frustrated that things don't fit you the way they used to. Throughout your pregnancy, you're just going to notice the same things people say to you, like, how are you feeling? Or the, oh, just wait phrase. But the one that really gets me is when people say I'm barely showing. They'll be like, oh, really? Oh, you're already how many weeks you are? I can barely tell. Yeah, tell that to my wardrobe that looks awful on me and I have nothing to wear. In a way, when you're pregnant, you want people to notice you're pregnant because if not, you just feel fat. People need to stop saying you're barely showing to pregnant women because it's not a compliment. It's just annoying. And another like body change, but like more so internally 
is you get constipated, but you pee a lot more. Your digestive system slows down a lot. I was constipated a good bit in the beginning. Uh, I definitely don't go nearly as much now, but you're going to pee so much and it just gets worse. <laughs> the pregnancy gas is real too. Comes out of nowhere. I refuse to fart in front of Bobby, guys. I just can't do it. I've never been that person that can just do that. And there's been a couple times now he's told me I've been farting in my sleep. So there's that. Once you do announce your pregnancy, get ready for a lot of advice you didn't ask for. Uh, the pregnancy police do come out of nowhere. I posted a what I eat in a day and I had a ham sandwich on there and people were like no you cannot have deli meat guys consult with your doctor on what they advise you to have and not have my doctor told me I could have deli meat as long as it was heated up and to stay away from raw fish and too much caffeine so when it comes to preparing in the first trimester you don't need to do much yet. Just go by how you're feeling at first since your symptoms could change so fast. And you know you could go from thriving to literally surviving like me. I think the best way you can be proactive in this first trimester is scheduling all your doctor's appointments, buying yourself a pregnancy journal, document as you go, stock up on comfy clothes, give yourself grace, you're going through a huge change and even though we want to be grateful it's normal to not enjoy all of these changes your feelings are totally valid no matter how positive or negative they are so i'm going to end it on that next week we're going to dive into the second trimester all things you need to know and my experience leading up to where i'm at now my DMs are always open. Pregnant mamas, if you ever want to reach out to me just to chat about anything, do not hesitate to reach out. I love you guys. And until next time, I'll see you. Bye.